Lock on transporters. Beam us up. Scotty. If everything goes according to plan, come beam us up. Captain, beam me up. Hello and welcome to Pop Me Up Scotty, a podcast where we rewatch all of Star Trek in chronological order. I am Andrea. And I am Oshin. And today we are discussing Enterprise Season 2, Episode 22, Congenitor. Enterprise encounters a hypergiant, the first to be studied by humans. There, they contact the Visians, a sophisticated race with three genders, guys! First queer episode? Question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark. Um, so, I watched this episode uh-huh. before you did. Uh-huh. And I think, let me grab my phone. I'm gonna read my messages. I think that is a good decision to make. I said. It's I emoji. And you said, oh. And I said, I'm interested to see what you think of it and how it's aged. Yeah. This was like at the beginning of the episode. I hadn't seen it yet. And then when I finished it, in all caps, I can't wait to talk about this one. Yeah. And I sent you another ice emoji. And I said, I'm going to sleep, but let me know. Bye. And then 15 minutes later, you sent me a wow gif and uh i'm genuinely shook yeah so care to begin (laughs) um my first reaction if it's not yours we're not friends what the fuck yeah pretty much pretty much first off whenever whenever you send me a message to say that you're excited to talk about an episode (laughs) um my mind automatically goes to trip into fall <laughs> I'm so sorry. No, no, that, no, because you did say, you did say, I'm excited to see how it's aged as well. So that should have given mm-hmm. me a clue. I just forgot that bit because this episode does open with a moment of flirtation between them. Yes. Which we'll come back to. And then that's never followed up on. <laughs> this Obviously. episode, at first, when it started, and we get into it, I thought, oh, this is going to be one of those episodes that's actually really progressive for its time. <laughs> this is going to be an episode where we can say Star wow. Trek was always woke. Um, and in ways, I think you could still say it, it. it's slightly progressive for its time. Like in the early 2000s, and you can educate me more on this, but certainly in the early 2000s, I didn't know what non-binary was. I didn't, like, obviously I was aware of transgender people, but it wasn't in the zeitgeist Mm -hmm. as it is now, rightfully so. So yeah, in a way it is progressive for its time, but definitely elements of it that have not aged well. I have notes, guys. Yeah. I have notes. I am looking forward to hearing your notes. I am going to let you talk freely on this one and sit back. And listen, for me, the biggest issue that I had with this was the constant misgendering of the co-janitor. Yes, 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 that is one of my notes. 
they decide that it I don't like it as a pronoun for people alive, but it's their pronoun. So they decide it looks like a female and they just go with female pronouns. Yeah. It's fucking messed up, bro. Yeah, it's very messed up. Okay, so in regards to the early 2000s, transgender people, the history of transgender people. Transgender people have been here for as long as humans have been here. Okay? That is a reality. Okay? I'm not saying this to you. I'm saying this to the world. Like, transgender people exist. We've been here. And I consider myself transgender because I'm not cis. (laughs) I'm not a woman. Uh, At least I'm not a woman 100% of the time. So, depending on the culture, it's one thing or another thing. But in the early 2000s, in the United States and Western society, transgender people had existed. They had existed, they had been killed, persecuted. We've been here. The same way as gay people, okay? The most famous person in Stonewall is a trans woman, for fuck's sake. Okay? It is not that we were invisible. Were we socially invisible? Yeah. We kind of still are, depending on what circles you're moving. I don't think... I mean, no. Because I was born in 94. Which means that by the early 2000s, I already have some memories. Because, contrary to popular belief, <laughs> I have memories. <laughs> what? Um, And I have very good long-term memory... That is going to shit, but I have good long-term memory. And I remember things from my childhood and watching shows, Spanish shows, that had transgender people in the early 2000s. So if Spain had transgender people, I can only assume that American TV had some sort of transgender people being shown. In this episode, being non-cis doesn't exist. Because Trip says, and I love you, Trip, but what the fuck? Trip says, Where we come from, Earth, there are only two genders. Which is false. Because, no. But I did have, like, I do have a note in regards to this, to there's only two genders. Does it mean that he considers a trans woman a woman and that's it? And a trans man a man? Or does this mean that there's no trans people? Because there's only two genders can only mean those two things. Also, it would deny the existence of non-binary people or any other identity that is not a trans woman or a trans man. So for a show that is supposed to be socially advanced, it's a shock how this episode was treated because... If anybody knew about trans people, I would assume it would have been Star Trek. It would have been Star Trek and it would have been the X-Men. If anybody was to talk about these kind of issues. Mm-hmm. And I'm not even complaining about the stupidest thing. For me, it's trigendered procreation. Like the fact that you need three people to create life. Because listen, maybe that happens. There's many insects. There's many amoebas. And maybe that is a thing. It sounds silly to me, but I'm not denying their existence. But what is crazy to me is A, the treatment of non-cis people in humanity. And also, we're going to discuss this, I'm pretty sure, 
the treatment of Charles, I guess, its its name. Because I understand if you go to a new culture and you see the way that they're treating a living thing, not just people, but like an animal or whatever, that's why I say thing. Like, if I go to a culture where they kick dogs, it would be shocking to me, because I don't kick dogs. But if the first thing... I don't know, it's so condescending. I understand wanting to know whether this person has the same intellectual abilities as their counterparts, because intelligence has been used against many people for many reasons on Earth in order to prevent them from knowing better for themselves. Education control is a big thing with brainwashing and control. So I I want to understand that, but at the same time, it's so patronizing. And then the moment, like, they try to correct their pronouns twice, I think. But then they just go ahead and call it she. (laughs) Yeah. Why are you doing... It's three genders, and you have pronouns for genderless things. It and they are genderless in English. You can use them. Why are you calling it a she? You can call it a they. I wouldn't have been mad with they because it's genderless. It would have been mad because the pronoun you have to use is it. But at least you're not giving it gender. Or a gender that you don't understand. But, yeah, I think I'm going in circles. But it's just fucking annoying. (laughs) Like, trans people have already been a thing. It's not like they didn't exist until 2010. They were a thing. Why are you saying there's two genders? You can be uninformed about non-binarism and other non-non-binary <laughs> what I mean is binary things because trans men and trans women enter the binary right like they're men and women so they're binary so you can be ill-informed in regards to non-binary things such as non-binary people bi-gender I don't know any agender you can be uninformed I've been uninformed for many years about those terms and what they meant. But I'm not making a show. And also, I'm not saying humans have two genders and it's weird that you have three. Like, bitch. Stop me from going in circles and rumbling, please. No, I mean, completely agree. And yeah, it's it's crazy that they said that. And as you say, in, even in the early 2000s. If it was the original series, if it was William Shatner and Leonard Nimoy saying... There's only two genders in humans. I would accept that because it's the fucking 60s. Yeah. But in the 2000s, you know better. Yeah. And unfortunately, like you, I have memories of transgender people or transgender characters appearing in media. But unfortunately, they definitely have not aged well. I haven't never gone back no, to watch I don't, them. No, I don't. I don't want to say that the people that I remember being transgender in the shows that I watched when I was younger were treated correctly. No. Because they weren't. No. But they were there, which means that the concept was already a thing. Yeah. It's not like the concept didn't exist in media and this is just a new thing that they're inventing. The term was there and they erased that term here. I think that's the problem. It's like, oh, there's only two genders. Is there? No. Yeah, no, and, like, the only way that you could possibly think about explaining it, I'm not going to use the word justify, I'm not, because that's not right, the explaining it is that 
perhaps he was talking about purely in a reproductive sense, but even then, that's stretching it. Then there's two sexes. Yeah, two sexes. Which is correct. Well, it's, it is not correct, but it's more correct. <laughs> because there is intersex, and a large part of the population is intersex. But reproductively, yeah, there are two Like, we only need two people to yeah. make a baby. And that is correct. That is biology... And I would not have a problem with him being like, there's only two sexes in humans. Again, asterisk, right? Because there's intersex. But intersex is not outside of the binary of male and female. It's a combination of both. I mean, I assume maybe there's people that don't have any XY chromosomes or XX chromosomes. But I don't think that they could survive. Because I don't think there could be anybody without a pair of chromosomes. But we could be intersex because I haven't got my genome studied. I may be XY and I don't know. I could be XXX. You could be XX. You could be XYY. Like, there's mutations happening. So we don't know. Intersex people exist. I would have accepted there's only two sexes or we only two people to make a baby. Why are you talking about gender? Gender has nothing to do with your pants. And it has nothing to do with your reproductive system. And let's stop talking about reproductive system as a way to control people. Because that's what they are doing here too. Oh, it's the person that we need to make a baby. Let's not give it any rights. Yeah. <laughs> because they don't need rights. <laughs> this 3% of the population doesn't need rights. It's that they, don't, they don't need rights. Yeah. And there's two ways of talking... Uh, there's two things to talk about in the episode. One is how the episode treats this character, and the other is how the Visians treat this character. And I'm going to put it out there. I am guilty, and I apologize for it, and I, I feel terrible whenever it happens, but I have been guilty of misgendering subconsciously. That's completely on me. I am going to we all do it, it because, babes. Because we all have to make we an effort. We all do it. That's do fine. It. All, I a, call myself a she all the time. Yeah. <laughs> and that's that. It, it's an effort that we all have to make, and you know, no one's perfect. But yeah, there's two ways of talking about it. So the way the episode treats them is, as we say, aged very poorly. And in fact, I don't think there's any ever attempt to use they/them pronouns. Well, they don't use they, they do use it. They use it, but for me, my reading of it is it is, it is very derogatory or degrading. Yeah, like it is. The, the Vissian... in, my, in my opinion, I know there are people out there that are non-binary or outside of the binary that use it. Okay. Here on this planet Earth, they chose it as its, but their preferred uh, pronoun. In this case, however, it does sound like it is an animal, it is an object, it is a means to an end. It's not a person. And in the episode, I'm going to use it then, does it refer to itself as it as well? I can't recall. I uh, don't know. I mean, it doesn't say a lot and it doesn't request anything because yeah. it doesn't have any rights. I don't know. Should we use they? I don't know. I, mean, I don't... It's, our, it's our podcast and yeah. they misgender them. I mean, we can use it because that's what they use. But for me in the episode, it is the, the Vissians taking away their personhood yeah let's just use they let's not call it she <laughs> no no and I, I think even in itself that's something to talk about because and i i did look this up because i wanted to be sure okay they did cast a female actress who uses she her pronouns 
And even that choice, I think, is problematic because it's open to interpretation as to whether there's a romantic connection. I don't think there is between Trip and Charles. No, I don't think so. But at the same time... I don't get any romantic... No, I don't either. I don't either. But it was a choice to cast a woman in that role. Yeah. And if they had been intending to go for purely platonic, because we know or assume that Trip is straight. Sadly. They could have cast a man and done and done him up to look... Interesting. No, I think a man would have been more interesting in a reproductive perspective. Like, what we need is this person that to you looks like a man. Because in in humans, what we need are females. We need a female egg. We need a female reproductive system, a woman. It's not even a woman. It's a female reproductive system because trans men can have babies. So what we need is a fucking uterus, okay? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uterus are joined usually to cis women or other people. But it would have been more interesting if the person needed would have been a male-presenting person to us and it would have taken away from the oh it's a she yeah it's a she and obviously if it was made today i have no doubt that they would have cast a non-binary actor hopefully yes i'm pretty certain they would star trek has been a a lot better i feel in recent times and they have cast non-binary actors yeah and i would imagine that this would be an, an ideal scenario but yeah, as I was saying, my original point, I don't think they even try or attempt to use the the they, them pronoun, which is weird to me because they, them is obviously used by non-binaries, but they, them is also a pronoun you use when you're talking yeah. about someone if you don't know their gender. For instance, if someone was saying, oh, my parent is sick, I would say, I hope they're okay because I don't know which yeah. parent or what gender their parents are. So it's a perfectly acceptable pronoun to use and they don't even make the effort. They just assume and, and misgender. And they know it's misgendering because they've been told it's not uh, a male or female it's or, not a woman woman. or man. <laughs> yeah. Or, yeah. It's a third gender. That's the whole point of the episode. That's why it's funny to me when people are complaining about they pronouns. It's like, we've used they before. Like, they is not a new pronoun. All the time. I'm hanging out with my friend. Oh, have fun with them. That's a they, them pronoun. Exactly. And maybe my friend is a woman. Doesn't matter. You're using they, and that's fine. No one is going to criticize you for using they, them for a person you don't know about. And I, I cannot... I mean, I'm not American, so I don't know. Thank fuck I'm not American. But I don't know what the situation was. But I'm pretty sure they, they still said... They still said... They, when they didn't know an agenda back in 2000. Like, well, I'm what else are you going to use? Sure. You're not going to use it. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> My parents sick. I hope it's okay. <laughs> I, I, hope, I hope it's fine. Yeah. Uh, your parent, the object. Um, so, yeah, I agree that it is, again, it's patronizing. It's just patronizing. It's like, oh, this poor thing. They don't know anything about the world. They don't know how to read. They don't have opinions. Let's give it the worst pronoun and just pretend like, I don't know, it's like infantilizing as well. I think like Trip treats Charles like yeah, they're a baby, <laughs> like they're a baby. 
They're having children. <laughs> They're not a baby. No, I do, I do kind of understand that from Trip's perspective because this is a person who has had no education and is shunned from society. So there is an element of not that they are a child, but they're obviously uneducated and they're not yeah. as aware as the other Vissians. But even still, once Trip has given them that small bit of education that he has, and they've obviously made huge progress in that as well, uh, it does maybe continue a bit too long, that treatment. But yeah, the it for me is the Vissians taking away their personhood and obviously treating yeah. them as objects, all co-genitors. Because the way they talk about it, I can't remember who says it. It's, it's in a conversation that Trip is having with the chief engineer. They're talking about, oh, when they're finished with it. And it's just so, yeah. it's an object. It's just something they need to get a child. It's basically the way I may talk about a pipette for in vitro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. I don't know. It's so weird. And yeah, I think it was the chief engineer talking about when we're done with it, it will go to another person that needs a yeah, congenitor. And then they also mentioned that they waited a long time for it. Yeah. For Charles to be there for them to get a baby. And I even wish that the episode had delved more into Tripp's motivations. Because I get that Trip is doing this because he thinks it's right. But it's briefly mentioned when he's talking to Charles. Oh, but who looks after the child? And it kind of hadn't occurred to me. Oh, yeah, Charles should have parental rights as well. Their genes are in every child that a cogenitor contributes to. And I also would like to know like, what happens in the Vissian society when a cogenitor is born. Because they're not born to cogenitors because cogenitors need the male and females as much as the female and females need the cogenitor so cogenitors must be born and i imagine that they are shunned at birth i imagine based purely on what we know of Vissian society that the parents are probably very embarrassed and possibly face shunning themselves having given birth to an it it's either that or i mean it's three percent of the population so they obviously need them to continue to exist yeah so I would not be surprised if having an it or having a cogenitor is okay. Because at the end of the day, you're helping other Like you, you can basically put them up for sale in 18 years or how many, however many years you need to get maturity. Uh, you can auction them to the best bidder. Like, I don't know. Both can be true. Not at the same time, but like I can see them being like, oh, we've had an it and just throwing them out. Or being a highly valued object, quote unquote, because you know that someone is going to want that person in a few years. Yeah. It's just very rapey. I don't like it. Again, another element that's never explores consent. Yeah. Also, have you seen The Handmaid's Tale? No. So this episode reminds me a little bit about The Handmaid's Tales because. Obviously, you need a third. It's not the same because it's not three genders, but consent is not there. They're treated like objects. They're treated like just an oven to pop up babies. In this case, we don't know 
if what Flox said is the truth, because Flox mentions enzymes. So we don't know exactly how the reproductive cycle of the visions is. I don't know the cycle. So we don't know what Charles would be giving them in order for the baby to come. But it doesn't look good, in my opinion. In, in our opinion. I will, I will bring you on. Thank you. <laughs> it doesn't look good. Uh, maybe if they had answered more questions about the cycle of reproduction and explained it a little bit more and better, we would be like, okay, yeah, sure. I would have been so curious. I am so yeah, curious. Yeah, me too. I am very curious. Maybe if cogenitors had, like, they they were normal people and they had thoughts and they knew how to read and write and all of that, we would be okay with it. You know, like, oh, they just go around inseminating people. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's just... If they respected their pronouns, I don't know. There's so many things, so many things. Yeah, I would I would have been really curious to know exactly what their role was. I think the writers gave themselves an out by having Trip ache out for some apparent reason over a perfectly biological process. But yeah, I would have been curious. It probably would have given us more insight into the importance of them as well. Yeah. So I'm curious... Because we have to get to the ending of this episode. Fucking, I'm so mad. Because that's, yeah. I, I don't even know if this is the right question or the is right... Is Archer right? Yeah, basically. I was going to ask, is Trip right? Yeah, I had the, what did you think about Trip on this episode? It's so hard to, to talk about. It reminded me of, you know, season one episode, Dear Doctor, where was yeah. there was the two humanoid species and one was affected by an illness i know there was some talk of certain characters i think hoshi was involved in helping them and feeding them but they didn't actually kind of do any interference again i think i understand where trip is coming from and he obviously has very good intentions and i agree with his intentions that these cogenitors should be treated much better but there is as with what we previously discussed on another episode, there is a whiff of human savior to this. And it's a question of what is the right way to go about enlightening or not even enlightening, because even that is patronizing. What is the right way of going about educating another society or another race on rights for individuals? Yeah. It's just, as you said, it's hard because I love trip. And obviously he doesn't have bad intentions. No. Which is very important. He goes in there with the best intentions to give this person the rights he thinks they deserve. I think that is very good. That is very good. Obviously, the problem is the way he did it, in my opinion. And maybe... Because... So even the scan, right? Like He's like, is there a way that I can test... The level of intelligence, if they're as intelligent as the other two genders, even that is invasive without Charles's consent, even with the best intentions. So I am quite torn with this episode because I want to think Trip cannot do anything wrong. And I love my baby, my baby boy, and I don't want him to be wrong. It's just the way that he went about it. Is it? Fair to say 
on this, it, the, the one particular moment that, that brought this to mind, I'll, I'll share that with you, but is it fair to say that this is a very white, straight man's approach to civil rights? Because he just plows in and is telling Charles all these things and there's a moment where they're on Enterprise. They don't want to help me. They don't want me to climb mountains. Don't worry. They will. Give it time. That stuck out to me because it was like, this is coming from a straight white man. And straight white men have literally never had to fight for rights. So what does he get? Maybe. Yeah. I think it is very savior complex. And the fact that he's a white man, straight, until proven (laughs) otherwise. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah. Him being a white man is... Obviously, it's going to be a part of the process, right? Like, it's going to be... I mean, yeah. Like, I suppose the point I'm trying to make is I don't think... Now, maybe the writers would do the same, but I don't think Travis or Hoshi, if they had wanted to achieve the same thing, would have gone about it the same way. No one would have gone about it the same way. I mean, no. You think Reed would have gone the same way? Uh, well, Reed Reed is an English colonizer. I don't think he would have even tried. <laughs> <laughs> he would have been like, "Yeah, that it's in its place. It's in its place." Yeah, Reed would have gone straight to Fox and just been like, "Can I fuck it?" I think. Oh! <laughs> so. Oh Which reminds me, we do unfortunately need yeah, to talk we, about Yeah, we have Reed. to go back to him. Yeah, we have to to talk about him. Yeah. Um. Listen, I don't know. I'm I'm conflicted. I'm, I'm, conflicted. I'm very conflicted. I want I I want to think about what I would do if I f- was faced with this conundrum, and I honestly cannot say I would do this and this is the right way to do it, because I would like to go the scientific route, right? Like have my evidence and have my proof, but for that I need their consent. Like I think having an intelligence test or an ability test or whatever the fuck they did because I forgot the name done is very important because if you can see the way that their brains work is similar enough like they only differ in what person to person it differs not all humans are the same obviously I'm smarter than you and I have proof of it so well I haven't done an IQ test so we don't have proof until you do, <laughs> we have to assume that you're in the 91% of society. Um, so not everybody thinks the same, right? And that doesn't mean it's better or worse. We all have our shit. But I would like to have that test done. Probably what I would have done is go to the engineer and the wife and be like, hey, I have this theory. Would you help me prove it? Because at this time, Charles, unnamed, is an object that they own for the time being, right? So if I want to interact with said object, I would have gone the ask for permission route and then present the facts to them if my theory is correct. Will that help anybody? I don't think so. I don't think it would have helped Charles. I don't think it would have helped all the congenitors. And I don't think it would have helped the couple trying to conceive a baby. But at the same time, I cannot say that me watching someone being used for their reproductive abilities 
is something that would not make me furious because it would it would make me furious that's why i'm conflicted because i w- i would i would think i would want to do something but i don't know what that something is yeah exactly I, it was something that i w- was thinking about as well as how would i have done it or you know what's the resolution because this episode ends with starfleet and the Visians leaving separating not on good terms but on terms whereby the the relationship is open to continue you know it's not started a war they're not ignoring each other or boycotting each other there is going to be open relationships and you could boycott them but again that's not going to force them to change because humans don't have anything the Visians need or want but it's it's taking some sort of stand so yeah i don't know what the i don't i don't know how you would go about it and I, it's a shame because I know we're never going to encounter these aliens again. Yeah. Um, and I know, like, my last note is, this is dark, but it'll be forgotten next week. <laughs> <laughs> this is traumatic, but the next episode will be silly goofy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you think, because Tripp's argument at the end is, I only did what you would have done to Archer. I don't think Archer would have done the same. Yeah, I was trying to think. Because at first I was like, I could kind of see Archer doing it. But I do think they have done well to develop Archer. And as he said himself, he has encountered these kind of situations and he struggled. I think he would have wanted to help. Yeah. But I don't think he would have gone the same way as Street Pass. Yeah. What do you think about Archer's reaction? I don't know if it's weird or not how easily... It seems to be for them to switch into captain subcommander roles because we know that they're best friends. We know that they're friends outside of Starfleet. I thought it was good how strong his reaction was. I, I like I liked how strong his reaction was. I thought it needed to be that strong to get the message through the trip. But as I said, I know it's going to be forgotten next week and it's not going to be a plot point that we follow up on. And it's not like this has even been an ongoing plot point throughout the series of Trip learning to be a captain from Archer. Like, that's never happened. That's never mm-hmm. been hinted at. That Trip wants to be a captain someday and is watching Archer and monitoring him and trying to learn lessons. I think it was a fair reaction. I think I think Trip fucked up. And he, he risks... Like, interference is something that we've talked about before. I just think... What do I think? I think that Trip was in the wrong. For meddling with another culture. However, Archer is not known for not meddling. Not in the same way. Fair. No but fair. But he meddles. Fair. Which is why I can see Trip thinking he may be okay. So, do I think Archer has the right to be pissed? Yes. Especially considering it's the first time they met an alien race that is not aggressive. They're explorers. The captain and him got along well. That is a little bromance. Yeah. Little bromance on the spaceship. And he has the right to be pissed because Trip has fucked up and also because the chances of them having a good relationship may have been fucked up as well because of Trip's fuck up. And because Trip's fuck up made someone lose their life. So I understand him being annoyed and angry. I don't understand 100% the level of anger. Because, again, he has been known to meddle. And 
I would have understood it more if the captain had been T'Pol. Because T'Pol has always been very serious about the rule of do not meddle with another people's culture. So if it had been T'Pol giving him a lecture and being very angry, I would have understood. But Archer? My man. You go around kissing people. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I think Archer is justified in how angry he was because as well, it's, it's worth bearing in mind that not only did Trip fuck up really badly and jeopardize the first contact, but he also fucked up in a way that put Archer in a really difficult position where he then had to decide if he wanted to meddle or not because we have that case where Charles asks for asylum. And we, we can talk about that as well. But I think that also contributed to, to Archer's anger. I think also Archer's angry at himself if he'd given Trip this impression that this is what he would do. I think, yeah. I think it's just my bias, honestly. Which Yeah, which is surprising because you know I'm not Archer's biggest fan. Yeah. Do you think that they, at the time, considering all the options and how it would have affected human relationship with the Vissians, can you understand, let's not say, do you think Archer was right or wrong, can you understand why Archer sent Charles back? Yeah. I I could understand both, I think. Yeah. I could understand the, you're seeking asylum, you have to stay. And I can also understand the, you go back to your people. <laughs> it's not a problem. <laughs> it's not a problem. I don't know. It's, it's a, it's an episode. It's an episode. Yeah. I think it's the first one with such a tragic, not ending per se, because it could have happened anywhere, but like a tragic plot line. Like, my goodness. This is my next one, because this is what kind of I bumped up against. Do you think that Charles, from a plot perspective, a narrative point of view, from the writer's perspective, do you think Charles's death was necessary? Because I no. think this episode could have made the exact same point and had the same impact if Charles had just gone off and returned to their life of being an it. I actually had forgotten about the death or the suicide until the scene where Archer calls Trip in to tell him. And I was like, oh, right. They killed themselves. Um, so I don't think it's needed at all. I feel Archer could have had that same conversation with Trip if it had just been, Charles has now gone back to a life of being an it, but you've opened their mind to... Also, maybe they are refusing to have a baby with them. Yeah. Because they want to learn or something like that. I think that could have been even better. Like, for the problem to have been made. Like, if, if you want to cause a problem between VCNs and, and humans, I think having one of them want to leave and spread the word, I think would have been worse than having a death. Because a death can be covered. Like, they can be just like, oh, it was an accident on the ship and this person died. Uh, however, if they request to leave the ship and they leave the ship, I think it would have been more problematic and they keep their life. So I don't think the death was necessary. I think it also, it struck me as weird that Archer put a lot of emphasis on the fact that people are now not going to be born because... One person is not going to be born because this person is dead. I don't fucking care, bro. Yeah, but also it fed into the whole, oh, well, their sole purpose was as a 
as a reproductive organ. As a reproductive, organ. yeah. Another kind of final question or point on the, the cogenitor thing. And then, and then we can talk about Reed. Um, <laughs> do you think it was suicide? Yeah. I do too, but I, it was one of those endings as well where you could read it as, did they, did they kill them? I think they're more valuable at life. I think so too. And also the chief engineer and their wife really wanted that child. They did. So I don't think they would have killed Charles on purpose. I think, I mean, it's not a, it's not a, a weird thing for me. I mean, if you've been sheltered from information and knowledge your whole life and suddenly you realize that you've been lied to and that you have way more potential than you thought you had. If you realize your whole life was a lie and you saw the, the chances that other people could have or that you could have and they were taken from you, I would kill myself too. I think it's normal. I think it's the normal human, not they're not human, reaction. Yeah. So, yeah. R.I.P. Charles. Anyway, Reed. <laughs> Reed. Got some action. At last. Reed is the worst, less likable, most disgusting Star Trek character that I remember. Wow. I can't say I disagree. I'm struggling to think of someone worse. I mean, as, unless they're an actual antagonist who is meant to be <laughs> unlikable. But Reed is definitely the least likable. I mean, you have the enemy. Yeah, but... exactly. Yeah. No, he's the least likable protagonist character. Yeah. Like, positive. Like, yeah. good guy. Yeah. He's so unlikable. Oh, no. No, I can think of someone who you're going to hate worse. I haven't seen the show? No. Okay. Try to remember when we get to it. Oh, no. I'll, oh, I'll remember. Don't worry. Oh, no. <laughs> Wait. Riker. No. I don't like Riker. No, no, worse than Riker. Worse than Riker? I like Riker. I don't like Riker. So is there anything we actually, I mean, obviously read, creep, get some action. Is there anything more needs to be said? <laughs> well, not really. He's just my horny moment, so on to the words. Uh, spin-off of a character. Give us a Charles spin-off. They leave and they, they get a, a whole fucking show. Yeah, what was, there was another previous race where I was like, oh, I'd like to go back to that planet and see what happened. I'd like to go, I'd like, I would like to revisit the Visians in like another series. Yeah, that would be interesting so we can see how they fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Visian porn. Visian porn. Visian porn. <laughs> uh, so we have horniest moment. I have one. You have two. You name your one, because I know uh, your one will be also be one of my two. <coughs> I'll show you mine if you <laughs> show me yours. It's a, it's, a, it's a saying on Earth. I don't know if you know it. Um, and you go up and down the shaft, and uh... <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, that was that was that was my. The other one I had, I mean, it wasn't really horny. It was just like that flirtatious moment where between Trip and Paul at the start. Speak for yourself, I might very well be around. Can't forget Vulcan longevity, Captain. A hundred years from now? How old would that make you? Listen, we talked about this before, two episodes ago, when you were mad about them. Well, about <laughs> Archer cock blocking them. And we were like, they were flirting, they were flirting. They flirt. The only things we see them talk about is flirting. Yeah. We only see them f- think about it. Anytime Trip and Paul have any interaction, they're flirting. What are they doing? 
I'm so mad because it's queer baiting in a straight relationship. It doesn't yeah, it's, exist. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's so annoying. I hate it. I also just have a one-off category for this episode. Oh, okay. It's like the least horny moment or the line a man never wants to hear from a woman. It's losing mass at an extraordinary rate. <laughs> that's what she said yeah exactly it was the that's what she said moment of the episode <laughs> that's so bad sorry it's shrinking so fast <laughs> would you put that on a t-shirt though no <laughs> with an eggplant emoji yeah 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 <laughs> any other lines on the t-shirt no it's not for a t-shirt but i did like when Archer was giving out to, to Trip, and he says, Giving them orcs is a lot different than suggesting they defy their culture. But, I mean, it doesn't work on a t-shirt, but I just like I thought I just thought no, it was it a good doesn't. quote. It was a good line. Um, will this be a contender for best slash worst episode? Not for me, purely because even though it, it's good, I did not enjoy it. Also, I mean, as we said, it's, it's aged terrifically. And there were moments where I was just physically anxious. Like, whenever he was alone with Charles, I just hate those scenarios because I'm anxious. Someone's going to come in. They're going to get caught. It's going to be awkward. He's going to be in trouble. I, I just hate those scenarios. So, yeah, it just, it, I did not enjoy it. Yeah. I don't think it's a bad episode in the, in the way of this is the worst episode of the season. No. It's a bad episode because it's treated very poorly. Yeah. Uh, so, definitely not best episode. Definitely not worst episode. And lastly, this is an episode you would recommend to a new person getting into Star Trek. Absolutely not. Stay the fuck away from this episode. Yeah, no, definitely not. Do not watch this episode. If you've had the misfortune of fucking seeing this, I'm so sorry for you, babes. Why are you English? Because this is so bad. (laughs) (laughs) This is so bad. Um, yeah, no, definitely wouldn't recommend this to someone getting into Star Trek. Um, so what's the Paul right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, she she told Trip not to do what he was doing. Yeah, I mean she's always right, except when she's not. I I do have one other note, but it's really not important. It's a science thing. Okay. To Paul mentions that the hull of the ship at the start is eleven hundred degrees. Do we want to go down the uh-huh. no! what degrees is Paul using route again? Ah, uh, let's see. 1,100 <laughs> or 1,000? No, 1,100. My my query is, though, that if the hull is 1,100, surely some of that is feeding through to the actual ship. So 1,100 degrees Celsius is 2,012 Fahrenheit. And 1,100... Fahrenheit is 593.33333 Celsius. Quite hot. Which I think is more likely. Yeah. So we think DePaul is using Fahrenheit again. Yeah, I think 600 being the maximum temperature the ship can withstand is a nice round number. But previously she used Celsius because that made more sense. Listen, I don't know. (laughs) She's weird. She's a scientist. She don't make sense. Maybe Vulcans have a completely different temperature system that she's using. <laughs> maybe maybe a thousand one hundred Celsius means twenty degrees yeah. Celsius. In because her, I mean you just you planet. discussed this previously as 
the as one of your issues with the translator is how does it translate and converse at the same time? Yeah, I still have that problem, but I try not to focus on it because it don't make sense. Okay. Thank you for joining us on this week's episode. Hope you enjoyed and we'll be back next week with the next episode. We don't know if it will be one or two. Yeah. <laughs> you can follow us on Twitter, Blue Sky, TikTok and Instagram at popmeupscotty and email us at popmeupscotty at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening and I'm so sorry that you had to watch this episode. Bye-bye. Bye. Up home.